0: Burmese executives So these Burmesea, uh, Burmesea, Burmese, they say, pronounce it Burmesea, a real beautiful company.
1: Is this thing on? Holy shit fucking Christ, I think this thing is on. Welcome users, this is Above It All for October 22nd. I believe there's a debate tonight, is that true? Is that true? There's a debate going on? I'm not sure. Um, I look like a mess. The last twenty-four hours of my life, uh, were certainly very interesting. Um hopefully y'all appreciated my Mega Man X4 live stream yesterday. That was a lot of fun. Definitely go back and watch that when the live chat is available. That's not usually there, like as soon as a live video is done processing. Um but as soon as the live chat is there you should definitely go watch it because I didn't really read much of it to be honest with you but there were like a couple people like arguing in the live chat to my uh, Mega Man X4 run yesterday like I just like like I- I'm gonna talk about this real quick as like a button up to yesterday's like meltdown stream if you're wondering why above it all was four hours yesterday let me summarize that all right, that's my summary. Um, but yeah, no, basically. Uh I'm really sick of these people that have main character syndrome, and I'm going to make you know what, fuck it. I'm really sick of these people that have main character syndrome, and this is something I've been thinking about for a long time, like a couple months now. Now, again, don't mind me. I just woke up like 15-20 minutes ago. This is one of those episodes, right? Um, But there's a lot of people out there on the left, nominally, ostensibly, whatever word you want to use, on the left, they claim the mantle of leftism. But they're depressed. They're angsty. They're edgelords, right? And they also have main character syndrome. And what I mean by that is they think that every decision that they've ever made in their entire lives is like a decision that will alter the course of human history. And this goes. The, the Fuck it. Okay. Uh, this goes. Uh, I tried to. Uh, I tried to blow my nose and I got toilet paper dissolving in my mouth. Anyway, um, this goes uh, to the election. And so there's a lot of people out there on the left that claim to be leftists that think that this election is simultaneously somehow the most important thing in human history. It is the single most important subject of anything ever to possibly talk about. And then also, the last thing that anyone should talk about simultaneously. Um, and what I mean by this, I'm talking about the hardcore, abusive, like, Howie Hawkins voters. I'm talking about the Joe Jorgensen voters. I'm talking about the people that are writing in Bernie Sanders. I get it. Dude, I get it. Vote however you want. I understand. But if you're going to come to my chat room, or come on my Twitter page, or in my Discord, and just like attack me because you think I'm somehow like compromising or whatever, because I'm voting for Joe Biden in a swing state, this is my message to you. Please shut the fuck up. Just wait a few weeks, right? It'll be over, and then tell us what the most important thing in the world is after that. Because unless you've got a plan to revolt against the U.S. government in the next 13 days or 12 days. Right? Let me vote. Let me vote in peace. Shut the fuck up. Thank you. That's my PSA. Um, And that summarizes the four-hour stream from yesterday. So, just thought I would do that as a little PSA. Again, voting, it, you're not the main character. This isn't a moral choice. You're not, like, deciding to, like... Like, these people... They're like thinking that uh, voting for Biden is like a moral choice. It's like, if I vote for Biden in this election, my soul will be stained with the blood of all of his victims. It's like, dude, what? (laughs) What? Voting for someone does not mean that your soul is stained for the rest of your life. Dude, chill. Chill out. Calm down a little bit. And let's, let's actually have a legit discussion about something like mutual aid or something. Because I'm sick of these fuckers. I'm really sick of it. Uh, and that, that summarizes my stream from yesterday. Uh, so, that's, I, thought, I, I thought that that was worth clarifying at the start of today's episode. Jesus Christ. Hello, Mr. Freak Glitcher. Hello, Bob. Hello, G Wolf. Hello, Cloud. Hello, Dev J. Hello, Skeletino. Hello, Lilith. I'm not saying hello to Dusty. Fuck Dusty. Cloud, Cloud, Cloud. I'm not making that argument to these people. If you don't live in a swing state, it doesn't really matter. Like, I think there is value in, like, people running up the vote tally of Joe Biden against Donald Trump, just as, like, a rebuke of Donald Trump. (laughs) Right? I think that that has value. I'm so sorry for this, by the way. Um, uh, but I'm not, that's, these people are too far gone on that front. And that's something I've noticed that a lot of leftists are. They're too far gone on like some presumed ideology that they've gotten from some like internet podcaster. I notice that, and you see this most commonly. And I'm so sorry that I'm sneezing. <sighs> Ugh. Sometimes this happens to me. Sometimes this happens to me. My brother does not live with me anymore, so that's not happening. Um... I'll be watching it on stream with the rest of y'all. Um, Yeah, this is not something that's not on the left or whatever, but there's a lot of leftists that are <laughs> indistinguishable um, from right-wing zealots in a lot of ways. And uh, it gets annoying really, really fucking annoying. When someone feels like they figured out the world, because they realize that, like, Edward Snowden should be pardoned, and they think they figured out the entire universe, you know? It's like, wait a second. Like, imagine, like, you know, like, the gif with, like, the math symbols, you know, like, like, but Edward Snowden's a good guy, and then, like, you know, they think that they're, like, a moral crusader? You know, I don't know, man. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah, Cloud, I agree. At the same time, down-ballot voting is important almost everywhere. Fair tax amendment is really important in Illinois, even though Illinois is not a swing state. Yeah, sure. I'm so sorry that I'm like I'm literally dying on stream right now, but just give me a sec. Okay. I woke up like 25 minutes ago. So like 15 minutes before the show started. And whenever I, like, sleep and then, like, wake up in a rush, for whatever reason, I end up getting really sneezy. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just whenever I get really, like, whenever I wake up in a rush, I just get super sneezy, so. I'm sorry to bog down the first ten minutes of this ep with my insecurities. Um, But, yeah... You may have heard a little bit of a, a teaser for this, but uh, I wanted to play this clip because I think it's funny, and I also want to cut this uh, for the intro-outro, because I also think it's funny. So, here's Donald Trump talking about what his plan for the debate is. The debate's tonight, as I'm making this video. The debate is tonight, though this this uh, clip is two days old, but the debate is tonight, so... This is what Donald Trump he is setting the stage. This is he's given us a little bit of a teaser. What is he going to talk about? Face to face with Joe Biden. There's so much to talk about. What's he gonna talk about? Let's watch.
0: So in this debate this week, what do you think is the starkest contrast? The number one issue voters need to consider that's different between you and Joe Biden. We've had a lot of different issues come up. Law and order, the economy, COVID, shutdowns. But what's the number one stark contrast in your mind between you and Joe Biden? Okay, so many individual things, whether it's Second Amendment or uh, energy or all of these things. They want to raise your taxes. I want to lower your taxes, regulations, all of that. But the bottom line, the American dream, the great American dream versus being a socialist hellhole. Because they're going to turn us into a socialist nation. We're going to be no different than Venezuela. And I'll tell you what, it can happen. It can happen. Venezuela 20 years ago was unbelievable. And now they don't have water, they don't have food, they don't have medicine. The only difference is we'd be much bigger. Okay, so
1: given one of the easiest questions in the world, what distinguishes you from Joe Biden? You could say something like abortion or something, right? But he just spends the entire time talking about Venezuela. Great. Amazing. You love that. All
0: right. The only difference is we'd be much bigger. But that's what it is. It's the American dream versus a socialist hellhole.
1: Imagine, like, being one of these three fuckers. And you just have to, like... Like, look at Brian Kilmeade down there. Look at him. He's just, like, blinking and, like, being confused. He's, like... Like, like... Pay attention to Brian Kilmeade for a second here, like, while they this is happening. They want to raise your taxes, like, just, I want to lower he's your got taxes, a baffled regulations,
0: face. all of that, but the bottom line, the American just... dream, the great American dream, versus being a socialist They all do, it's just like, his hole. face
1: is the most fun to laugh at.
0: Because they're going to turn us into a socialist nation.
1: That was funny, this, there's like a little gap here, where like, one of them is like, should I try to interject? Has grandpa gone off on a storytelling
0: session again? Hellhole. Because they're going to turn us into a socialist nation. We're going to be no different than Venezuela. And I'll tell you what, it can happen. It can happen. Venezuela 20 years ago was unbelievable. And now they don't have water, they don't have food, they don't have medicine. The only difference is we'd be much bigger. But that's what it is. It's the American dream versus a socialist hellhole.
1: I fucking... A socialist hellhole. Jesus Christ, this guy is nuts, man. This guy is fucking nuts, dude. Holy shit. So, the debate's tonight. Uh I will be live streaming it, I think. Maybe. I don't know. What am I gonna do tonight? I don't know. What the fuck? Jesus, do I have any weed left? I do. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I'll be live streaming it. We're good. Um... Yeah, so, it's Donald Trump's pitch to the American people coming into the debate. That's what he's got to say. He's reframing the narrative, and uh, he wants to talk about Venezuela. So, we're doing we're doing a foreign policy debate after all. Um, we're doing a foreign policy debate after all. For those of you that don't know, uh, Trump's campaign, like, sent a letter out in public about how the the debate was supposed to be about foreign policy and they were considering withdrawing because they wanted to talk about law and order instead or something right um and and, and that that so that's what donald trump is doing he's going to talk about foreign policy' just gonna bring up Venezuela for some reason why not bolivia that's like at least topical come on man Read the news. Read the news. Anyway. Uh, pff, hello, Skeptical Mantis. Goodbye, Cloud. No, this will be an in person debate, DevJ. Who will? I think it's like someone. I think it's like someone. Let me look. Kristen Welker. Don't know anything about them. Sorry, some fucking news reporter I am, Kristen Welker's the debate. I don't know that person. There you go. I hope I hope you have fun with me as your news source. That's totally not causing you any sort of mental distress or anything. Um. Jeez, Louise. So. There uh, there was the Amy Coney Barrett hearings uh, wrapping up. Uh, I think the, the Senate Judiciary Committee should have done this from the get-go. I think they should have done this from day one. But they boycotted the vote on Amy Coney Barrett. And uh, I just wanted to point that out. So what they did, uh, is, as you can see, the Republicans are here. And the Democrats, what they did... Is they started posting pictures of people uh, whom they've had direct contact with in regards to the Affordable Care Act. Uh, And they just like, you know, look little kids, you know. Just random ass folks. Just decided to put them up there. You know, obviously it doesn't do anything. Obviously it's just for, you know, a photo op. The Republicans are going to look this kid in the face and go like, damn right, I hope you die, bitch. Right, because the Republicans are crazy. They're psychopaths. But this is what they should have done from the get-go? Amy Coney Barrett's got like a something like a somewhat slim majority approval rating, right? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They should have done this from the get-go. Them showing up, Dianne Feinstein hugging Lindsey Graham? What? This whole thing was a disaster by the Democrats. Like, it was an absolute and utter clusterfuck disaster. But uh, at least at least they're doing something at the very end of it. At least they're doing something at the very end of it. But uh, Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ. You know, this is Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court. Uh, This is going to this is going to have reverberating effects for this country. And uh, it might not be noticeable. In the next year. They might lay low for a couple of years. But if there is. You know like if 2022 happens. And there is continual socialist like push. In this country. More and more debt. Like the Republican Party gets eradicated or something. That's my goal. Is I want to eradicate the Republican Party. I want them to have zero senators. Zero uh representatives. I want them to have no one. Right. But even if that happens. Maybe not in the next two years. But the next ten years. Amy Coney Barrett will be on the Supreme Court to fuck anything up that people actually want to try to get passed. It's going to require court reform. And leftists, anyone who has a leftist mindset of any variety, needs to remember this cuz court reform, you know, what's most likely going to happen is Joe Biden's going to win and they're going to get a they're going to win the Senate and they're going to be able to do certain moderate bits of court reform, but they're not going to. That's my presumption, is they're not going to. You have Joe Biden say Amy Coney Barrett seems like a nice woman or whatever the fuck. Come on, Joe. What are you doing? Stop it. You're being cringe, right? But we need to remember that the Supreme Court is, and especially if the Supreme Court ends up deciding this election, then I think, you know, <laughs> we can maybe get some other tools of the trade that uh, may or may not be valuable. Um, But, uh... The Supreme Court needs to be reformed. It needs to be abolished. It needs to just be changed incredibly. And this is something we cannot forget. This is one of, if not the biggest institutional body that is directly, not even remotely, like just, you know, not passively opposed, but this is a direct opposition to anything that a communist, an anarchist, a socialist, right? a centrist, a liberal, anything that you would ever want to accomplish, Amy Coney Barrett is the direct antithesis. This makes Brett Kavanaugh the voice of reason on the Supreme Court. Brett Kavanaugh? Remember that guy? I like a few beers, Senator. Do you like beers? I like beers. That guy is now the voice of reason on the Supreme Court because of Amy Coney Barrett. So you need to remember that. This is a huge problem and it's going to be with us for a long 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 time. Uh and that that it just needs to be understood. Needs to be understood. Like Republicans are legit just psychopaths. That's what they are. Like they take pride in hurting other people. Um and I just like I just don't I don't understand it. I don't understand the, the feeling. It's like, yes, all those people should die and suffer. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but I'm worried. I'm really worried. And uh, that's my signal about the Supreme Court. Sega dude in the chat says, Dems are going to get fucking destroyed in 2024. If they don't do anything. Yes. Tom Cotton has already started laying groundwork. Uh, I don't have the the, video, the article here. Maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow. But Tom Cotton has already started laying groundwork for a 2024 campaign. That's already happening. So they're going to try to kill us. They will stop at any means necessary to kill us. So that it just needs to be understood. Republicans are murderers. There is no if, there is no and. If you have even a remote understanding of politics... You would instantly know Republicans are murderers, and Democrats are their witnesses. And uh, that's kind of the relationship that uh, goes on in Congress. But yeah, so that's my thought on that subject. I just like the idea that someone is like, yeah, I want to murder Jewish people, ironically. I'm just memeing. It's just like, what? It's weird. Like, it's one thing to say that in the abstract, right, as like a little bit of a joke. But it's another thing if, like, you're going to, like, like, it's like a presidential debate, like, you know, conversation. You know, and it's like, yes, this needs to happen. You know, it's just weird. Context is super important here. Like, whenever I get people like Dusty coming in here that's like, Yes, I want to murder you. I watch your stream every day and I hope you die. It's like, what? Like, that's weird. Like, if Skeletino were to say, I watch your stream every day and I hope you die, I'd be like, okay, nice one. Right? But, like, Dusty Scarlet literally comes into the stream every single day and wants me to die. Not only do they want me to die, but they want me to suffer. They want me to, like, be tortured. And it's ridiculous. It's
0: strange.
1: It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. It's weird. Dusty, you literally are advocating for my death. Tom Cotton, like, saying that you want Tom Cotton to be president is advocating for my death. Like, I'm sorry, bud. You're delusional. It's weird. It's weird to watch a stream every day. And constantly wish death on the streamer. It's strange. It's super strange. I suggest maybe therapy, Dusty Scarlet. Therapy is a good idea. I would recommend that. Um. But yeah, let's talk about this. So this is a story from a couple days ago. Minneapolis Police Department Chief of Staff Art Knight demoted. I wonder why, if you look at this picture, if you look at this picture, I wonder why, if you could think of any reason looking at the picture of this man as to why they would be demoted in the Minneapolis Police Department, just think of a reason. Just think of a reason. Alright, so, these little like widget things on the left are really fucking with me right now. Can I... Hold up, I'm trying to like... Is this Is possible? No, this website is just awful. Alright, so this is uh, a radio website. Uh, A local station, whatever. This is where I'm getting the news from, okay? You got to go local sometimes. Sometimes you got to go too local. But let's watch. Let's read. One sentence in a Star Tribune article has led to the demotion of 28-year-old Minneapolis Police Department veteran. By the way, 28 years old and a veteran? What? I don't know. That's weird. You know, that's definitely very interesting. Deputy Chief Chief of Staff Art Knight in an exclusive interview with KMOJ, Knight said police chief Medaria Adondo demoted him to lieutenant with no assignment for his statement Monday, which appeared in the Sunday, October 18th edition of the Star Tribune newspaper. Now, by the way, for those of you that didn't pay attention too much to what was going on. a um, 28 oh, year veteran. Right. I'm so sorry, Mr. Freaklitsch. Thank you for that. In in real time correction. I haven't had coffee today. This is day two without coffee, so thank you for that. Uh, I'm trying my best. Um. (laughs) I'm sorry, I feel embarrassed now. No, 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 no. Um, But yeah, like if you don't remember Star Tribune, a lot of the people on the Star Tribune are very heavily intertwined with the uh, police unions. In the Twin Cities in this area. So that's something that, if you watched a lot of the civil unrest in late May, early June, uh, that was a huge factor. Uh, You saw like the police chief, uh, like the union spokespeople all speaking through the Star Tribune. The Star Tribune is kind of like the New York Post of this area. Um, But yeah, so the former chief of staff's statement referenced the way the agency recruits, trains, and promotes ethnic minorities and women on the force. Knight told the paper, if you keep employing the same tactics, you're just going to get the same old white boys. Is that like, is that offensive? Like, that's like a statement of facts. That's a literal statement of fact. Police officers should reflect the communities they protect and and serve, he said today. Historically, the MPD has not been very diverse. And the departure of nearly 200 officers is a chance to improve diversity in its ranks, he said. Now, keep in mind, the city council of Minneapolis voted unanimously, I believe, to eradicate the police department. But there was a lawsuit done that said, no, you can't do that. Sorry, buddy. So, very interesting, right? The city council wants to get rid of them. The people. Of Minneapolis want to get rid of them, and this guy is like, maybe we should have more black people and more women on the force. Maybe that'll make things a little easier. And then the leader of the police, like fucking whatever, right? Whoever's in charge, is like, no! How dare you! It's like, what? What? Are you okay? What? Knight said he was demoted because people were offended by his comments. What? Knight, like, imagine being offended. Like, yeah. If your training program is tailored toward white people, you're going to keep getting white people. How
0: dare you, good sir!
1: How dare you! It's like, what? What? Knight said he meant no malice in his statement. People should be more offended at the lack of diversity in the department rather than my word choice. Calling the demotion disappointing and frustrating, Knight said it's a shame that one sentence could hijack the narrative... Ooh, that's a word that right-wingers love. The narrative. Over the next few days, Knight said he would take some time off, evaluate his position, and decide on his next steps. Reminder, the people out there that want you to think that there's good cops, this is as close as it gets. This is a good cop. They're like, maybe we should slightly tweak our training program. And everyone's like, (gasps)
0: demon spawn.
1: Like, it's like, what? Dude, like, this is the good cop. And I've covered so many stories of good cops, like, you know, ostensibly good cops, going on Facebook and saying Black Lives Matter and then getting fired and demoted. And it's like, dude, what? Like, what? You wonder why there's no good cops. It's because the bad cops decide who gets to be a cop. It's as simple as that. Oh, my God. Knight has served in several investigative roles and worked in the third and fourth precincts. His investigative experience includes assignments in public housing, sex crimes, family violence, and assault. He recently served as a lieutenant in the 4th Precinct and is a leader of the MPD's procedural justice team, which facilitated department-wide training focused on history and how it relates to police interactions as chief of staff. Night was a connection between the MPD and the community while overseeing, including uh, the National Initiative for Building Trust and Legitimacy, inquiries to Chief Arondondo were not immediately returned. I'm so sorry for that. Ar- Aridondo Aradondo? There you go. Aradondo. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I haven't had my coffee today. But yeah, that's what happens to the good cops. That's what happens. Isn't that interesting? Right? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> like, I like I don't know. Like, I feel like most people in my audience already don't like cops. But there might be someone that watches this video. They, they'll find it somehow. And they're like, okay. Alright. That's a good argument. Right? I think it is a good argument. Why do you think there's no good cops? Because of this shit? I don't know. <laughs> like, the idea that someone can, like, eh, shooting people, that's fine. Sending people to prison for life because they smoked a blunt in public, that's fine. You know what's not fine? You know what's absolutely evil? Saying that we should slightly tweak our training programs. How dare you? How dare <laughs> Oh it's just so stupid. Oh my god, they're so they're so precious, these adorable little snowflakes. The only problem is these adorable little snowflakes have guns and they have the authority to shoot and kill you and get away with it? that's a big problem. Ah, Jesus. I'm having a rough time this morning. I'm so sorry to be honest with you. I don't know why. I'm just having a little bit of a rough time. I slept really awkwardly last night. Um and I just had like I don't know. I've been having a bizarre like last 72 hours, you know? What is it? Thursday? I feel like since Monday, I've been in, like, a little bit of an interesting headspace. um, And I've also been smoking a lot of weed. So, that kind of is like a feedback loop, you know? A little bit of a feedback loop. Uh, So, just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there, y'all. Throwing that TF out there. Um, But, yeah, I've got a couple more stories here, so. Let's talk about this. So, everybody, I I would like to self-identify here at the start of the segment by saying that I am the left. Ah, uh, I am the spokesperson for the left. They have given me the credential. And uh, so I want to come at this, and I want to be a reasonable leftist. I know, I know you're thinking reasonable leftist. I know, I know. I don't trust me. I understand, right? Reasonable leftist, right? That's hilarious. But so I know that uh, I'm trying my best here. You know, someone's got to do it, right? Someone has got to be in this position, and you know, I drew the shortest stick. So the left needs to answer for this, and uh, I'm here to answer for this. So, Tim Pool says, I didn't vote in 2016. I'm voting for Trump now. I agree with James. (laughs) I love how dramatic this is. Like, this this was, I guess, yesterday? Two days ago? Um, I didn't vote in 2016. I'm voting for Trump now. I agree with James. I love how, like, there's no... Right, like... This isn't this is clearly not typed on a phone, right? Cuz like eyes aren't capitalized, but James is capitalized. Isn't that interesting? Like they're going for this like emo vibe. I didn't vote in 2016 all lowercase. Yeah, sure I'm a journalist, but I'm not going to capitalize the letter I, but I'm still going to capitalize James cuz I I respect James. I just first of all, I don't know who James is. So I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know who James is. But So, Tim Pool agrees with James about voting for Donald Trump, and this is why. Frankly, going to unhappily vote Republican, including Trump, until the left walks this shit all the way back. So, this is the never-Trumper-Trumper. That's what this is? The never-Trumper-Trumper? You're just forcing me to vote for Trump. He's the lesser of two evils. Now, let's see. The American left should work toward abolishing the Constitution someday, either for a new document or a new democratic order without a written Constitution. And this is apparently an article from the New Republic. Um, the New Republic, which I'm a decent fan of. Who wrote this? Osita? Uh Nguyen? I'm afraid I'm not familiar with them as a person. But I'm sure this is a decent article. I like The New Republic. There's a couple people on there that I respect. I'm not going to read the article right now. Um, But would I say The New Republic is is not fringe? I mean, it's somewhat fringe. I mean, you know. It's somewhat fringe. You know, it's like one of those, like, it's kind of like, it's not as fringe as Jacobin. But it's like, it's on there. You know? But anyway, like let's talk about the statement should the left reconsider the Constitution of the United States? Yes. And here's why. I am not a religious person. If you are a religious person, my apologies. I am not one. I'm a secular person. Okay? I'm irreligious. I'm an atheist personally. But I believe that we should have a society that is not based on religion. Right? In um, worshipping... The Constitution, as if it is an immutable document, even though it's been amended, what, 20-something times, right? Worshiping the con. Oh, I'm an originalist. Oh, I'm a constitutionalist. That's a religion. The Constitution is your scripture, if that's who you are. The Constitution has in it that only rich, white, land-owning men can vote That was in the Constitution until it was amended 20-something times. Now, if we get to a position in society where, let's say, we're stuck. Oh, how do we give a certain minority group equal rights? And the only option is to get rid of the Constitution and maybe write a new People's Charter, something like that? I'm all for it. Because worshipping old documents... That's what a religious person does. Mike Lee is a religious fundamentalist. Now, they're a senator from Utah. They recently said democracy is terrible. We cannot have rank democracy. And the reason why was the Constitution. Poor people should not be able to vote in elections. Why? The Constitution. Democracy is bad. People having the ability to vote me out of office, that's bad. Why? the Constitution. That's what Mike Lee was going for. The Constitution is a huge impediment to progress. Now, is it worth it to have a Constitution? Is it worth it to see, you know, where the country started? Like, maybe 300 years from now, we have a new People's Charter, and it's been there for 100 years. Is it going to be worth it for scholars to look back at the original Constitution and see what was going on there? Just, like, look, poke around, find out some stuff? No. Go for it. We should embrace our history, but we should not religiously worship our history. One of the few good things that is in the Constitution is the idea of secularism. The idea that religion and state should not co-mingle. Now clearly there are a lot of right-wingers that think that religion and state should co-mingle, and I disagree with that. And there are a lot of people out there that claim to be secular that still worship a 300-year-old document written by slave owners. I'm sorry. That is something a religious person does. If you read the Constitution and think that it was written by the smartest people that have ever lived, right? that it is like the inerrant word of the founders of the country and therefore should not be altered, I'm sorry, you're a freak. And if you're hyper-emotionally overreacting to this headline, if a single headline makes you vote for Donald Trump because you can't grasp the concept of it, then I'm sorry. You're going to vote for Donald Trump regardless. You just want to hang your hat on something and do a big little thing. So Tim Poole doing his little, I didn't vote in 2016. I'm voting Trump now. I'm sorry. You're a fucking idiot, Tim. And anyone who watches this guy, anyone who's like, oh, I love Tim Poole. I'm sorry. You're just as dumb. Right. I'm sorry. There is no excuse for being this reactionary this emotional. Like, this guy apparently was filming Occupy Wall Street. And there's, like, nine years later, they're an emotional crybaby who gets triggered at the idea that the Constitution should be rewritten. What? What? That's weird. It's strange. It's definitely bizarre behavior. And, uh, so, throwing that out there. If you're wondering why Tim Poole Apparently people still claim that he's a leftist or a center leftist. No. Come on, man. Follow the money This guy's got coke brother experiment written all over it Uh, And it's a disaster. Let me tell you it's a disaster
0: Uh, Not good believe me not good
1: Yeah, Mr. Freak, I worship Marx. That's why I've never read the Communist Manifesto. Cause I worship Marx. Remember when Primitive Archer got triggered as hell? The idea that I would I would not read a random book. Like, and let me let me like like let me bring this around. That's the thing for them. The right. They are religious, whether or not they claim to be Christian or whatever. Right? I am Sudan. You're not funny. You're an idiot. And every time you write that, I'm closer to banning you. So shut the fuck up. Um, But the thing about them is, like, you've not read the founding book as if, like, communism is founded by a single book? Because they can't conceive of something that hasn't been founded by someone that they perceive as, like, a brilliant, like, godly figure. Like Thomas Jefferson, the smartest man who ever lived, wrote the Constitution and the Declaration. And therefore, they should be worshipped. It's like, what? And that's why... They're so upset that I've not read the Communist Manifesto. Because it's like the idea that I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit about that old ass garbage. I care about applying things to new ideas. Now maybe I'll read it at some point. I don't know. Me reading it, I mean, whatever. I just, why bother? I'd rather read something else. Um, with more modern insight. But that's the idea. Is that's why Primitive Archer was so shocked. That I, I never read the Communist Manifesto and call myself a communist. Because everything that they've ever done originates. And this is a right-wing trope. is It's an appeal to authority. Now they will say like fake news media. What do you believe in the media? You believe the media? But they do it themselves. They uncritically parrot media sources without reading past the headline. Like remember this Kyle Rittenhouse thing? Where these motherfuckers were like, Kyle Rittenhouse, all charges dropped. And then you look it up and it's like, oh no, he had one charge in Illinois. Turned out he got the gun in Wisconsin, therefore the charge was dropped in Illinois. He's still facing charges in Wisconsin. It's like, okay. Alright, thank you for linking that article to me. I appreciate that. You're highly intelligent. But, um, I don't know, it's interesting. It's always appeal to authority, with, but trying to hide the fact That they're appealing to authority. And that's why the constitution is such a good middle ground. For these people. Um, Because it's just... Oh, well, these people are relatively young. Our country is founded on them. Let's treat them as religious scholars. I am Sudan. I'm not against freedom of speech. I'm against spamming stupid garbage. If you come into my chat room and say Jewish people are a problem... You're an idiot. You are a fucking scumbag. You can say, yeah, there's a few people that happen to be rich and happen to be Jewish that I disagree with. Does that mean that a poor Jewish person in fucking, like, I don't know, anywhere in the world should have to suffer because of your stupid racist garbage? No. I disagree with one black person. Therefore, all the black people must be rounded up. It's like, what? I disagree with one gay person, therefore destroy all of their lives. It's like, what? It's weird. And you need to get over it. And you claim to be leftier than I am? You're a racist piece of shit, and you claim to be leftier than me? Go fuck yourself, dude. You're an idiot. You're just a fucking idiot. Like, seriously. You are a dipshit dullard. And I mean that with all due respect. You're a sexist, racist, misogynist piece of shit garbage. I am Sudan. You're not a leftist. You're not a tanky. You're just an idiot, ex 4chan edge lord who likes trolling chat rooms and feeling like they're better than other people. That's all you are. And the worst part is you could just not be that. You could change right now. You could change. But you're not going to. You're going to double down. You're going to say, you know what? You're right. And then you're going to say something stupid. Do I have a Steam account? Of course I have a Steam account, Bodan. I thought more about the Doom Eternal thing. I think I might do it. Give me, like, ask me again tomorrow or something. I might do it. Because, like, why not? Right? Like, why not? Right? Seriously, why not? Like, if the game is paid for, why not? That's kind of my thought process right now, but wait until tomorrow. Wait until tomorrow because again, I'm in a little bit of a I'm in a little bit of a weird zone over the past couple of days. I did read your email, yes. Uh, wait till tomorrow and I'll give you a final answer. We'll see. And if I do play Doom Eternal, I will play Doom 4 as well. <laughs> mister Cool, Kool-Eye, stop! You can't do that to me. First of all, I didn't even know you were watching. You can't pop in and just do that? You can't do that, dude. You, like, legit cannot and should not be allowed. I'm gonna censor your freedom of speech. Um, Speaking of censorship... Let's talk about this. So, Purdue Pharma, the manufacturer of oxycodone, is uh, pleading guilty in a federal criminal charge to pay $8 billion and dissolve a lot of its assets. Um, now, there's a debate here on whether or not this uh, would lead to nationalizing uh, the manufacturer of oxycodone. Um, which I agree with, I think all drugs should be manufactured by the government and should be open, transparent, publicly accountable. All their ledgers should be available for anyone to read. All ingredients should be listed. There should be no such thing as patents for medicine. Do you know how generic drugs are manufactured? Real quick before I I read this article. You want to know what a generic drug is? When you walk into CVS and you're like, should I get the name brand or should I get the generic? They're not the same thing, you know? You know what a generic drug is? Because of a patent, right? The ingredient list for the name brand drug, like let's say Mucinex or whatever, right? The ingredients list for that is secret. So what generic people do is they buy it from a store and they reverse engineer the drug and have their best guess and how it was manufactured based on a chemical analysis and they'll try over and over and over again until they get as close as they can and they will use cheap ingredients in the process. That is how generic drugs are manufactured. They're manufactured by people looking at something and guessing. Why? Why are drugs like that? Why not just be able to go into a pharmacy and say you know I've got the sniffles I'm having an allergic reaction to the dust in the air? And then someone just gives you whatever and you take it and you're good. Why have to choose between Hmm, this one's cheaper, you know, but it might not be as effective because, you know, they reverse engineered it. This one's more expensive, but it is. What is that? What is that decision that we have to make? It's bizarre. There were also cases in 2018 of generics sourcing ingredients from certain chemical production plants in China that leaked jet fuel into the active ingredients list. And so if you were taking certain generic medications over the last couple of years, I think there was like heart pills or something, I think. Though I'm not don't quote me on that. Um if you're taking a generic heart medication or something whatever it was, you might have been ingesting jet fuel. Because all about capitalism, baby. All about capitalism. So let's read this article. Purdue Pharma, the maker of OxyContin, content, I don't know how to pronounce it. I've heard people say like OxyContin, Cotton, Cotton, I don't know, like Cotton, like C-O-T-T-O-N, like what? OxyContin, I don't know, has agreed to plead guilty to three federal criminal charges for its role in creating the nation's opioid crisis, and will pay more than $8 billion and close down the company. $8 billion for all the lives lost. For all the lives lost eight billion dollars interesting really interesting the money will go into opioid treatment and abatement programs the privately held company has agreed to pay a 3.5 billion dollar fine as well as forfeit an additional two billion dollars in past profits in addition to the 2.8 billion dollars it agreed to pay in civil liability Purdue Pharma actively thwarted the United States' efforts to ensure compliance and prevent diversion, said Drug Enforcement Administration Assistant Administrator. Jesus, what a title. Drug Enforcement Administration Assistant Administrator? Imagine. Imagine, like, that's on your desk, right? Like, you got that little golden thing with, like, the indented letters, like, sitting on your desk. Yes, I am the Drug Enforcement Administration Assistant Administrator. I am assisting in the administration of the Drug Enforcement Administration. Like, what the fuck? Tim McDermott. The devastating ripple effect of Purdue's actions left lives lost and others addicted. The company doesn't have $8 billion in cash available to pay the fines. So Purdue will be dissolved as part of the settlement. And its assets will be used to create a new public benefit company controlled by a trust or similar entity designed for the benefit of the American public? The Justice Department said it will function entirely in public interest rather than to maximize profits. Its future earnings will go to paying the fines and penalties which in turn will be used to combat the opioid crisis. That new company will continue to produce painkillers such as OxyContin as well as drugs to deal with the opioid overdose. Deputy Eternal, Attorney General General. I'm so sorry. I haven't had coffee. Jeffrey Rosen, who announced the settlement, defended the plans for the new company to continue to sell the drug, saying that there are legitimate uses for painkillers such as OxyContin. Right, right. I know some legitimate uses. Right, right. The plan is for the company to make life-saving overdose rescue drugs and medically assisted treatment medications. Available at steep discounts to communities dealing with the opioid crisis. Free would be good, but steep discounts, okay. The Justice Department also reached a separate $225 million civil settlement with the former owners of Purdue Pharma, the Sackler family. Still, the Sackler family, as well as other current and former employees and owners of the company, face the possibility that federal criminal charges will be filed against them, as they should. Send them to jail. Don't take some of their money. Don't take 3% of their profits. Take them to jail. Purdue deeply regrets, of course, and accepts responsibility for the misconduct detailed by the Department of Justice Said Purdue Chairman Steve Miller, an unfortunate name, who joined Purdue's board in July 2018. Purdue to- Today is a totally very different company. We have made significant changes to our leadership, operations, governance, and oversight. Contributing to the opioid crisis. The company, which filed for bankruptcy in 2019, pleaded guilty to violating federal anti kickback laws as it paid doctors ostensibly to write more opioid prescriptions. Abuse of the prescription painkillers is a major cause of the nation's opioid crisis. According to the uh, Centers for Disease Control, 450,000 people died. In the United States, in the 10 years starting in 1999 from overdoses involving any opioid, including prescription and illicit opioids, and about a third of those deaths in 2018 involved prescription opioids. And now, just to get some balance, let's see what Republicans have to say. Uh, So some states are objecting to the settlement. 25 state attorney generals, I wonder which 25 states those are, wrote to the U.S. Attorney General William Barr last week arguing against the plan to create a government-controlled company out of the assets of Purdue Pharma, arguing that the government should not be in the business of selling OxyContin. The letter said at least one potential buyer, which it did not identify, had already expressed interest in buying Purdue Pharma's drug business. The public should be confident that the public officials are seeking to avoid having special ties to an opioid company. Conflicts of interest or mixed motives in an industry that caused a national crisis, said the letter. Selling the business to a private owner may also deliver more upfront money than cities and states. It's so stupid the way that they. Having the government nationalize Purdue Pharma is not having the government sell OxyContin. It's having the public accountability to the selling of oxycontin. That is the point of it. Instead of a private board where random people have zero say, it's a public board where people have a little bit of say, and that's an improvement. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a thing. If it makes you feel better, I'm gonna throw this in on the tail end. I think uh, the opioid crisis has a silver lining. I'm so sorry. I know. I know. You can tell. I, you can tell. I know what I'm about to do. So the opioid crisis has a silver lining. There were many studies done that because a lot of doctors are racist, they would not believe black people that they were actually in pain, and they would prescribe black people OxyContin less and other pain medications less, but they would overprescribe them to white people. This is reparations in action. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I know. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. I know. Just, I had to. I had to. I had to with the silver lining. Um. I'm so sorry. But anyway, this is some decent things are happening. And I thought I would weigh in. But uh, yeah, so this show is almost over. I will not be going for three hours today. Um, I just won't be. So, I've got one more story I'm going to talk about. Also, epic math time. A uh, what? Name brand drugs list the active ingredient. Yeah, it lists the active ingredient, but the doses, the formulation. Like a lot of generics don't wait for the drug patent to expire. More generics are put to market when a patent expires? Yes, but there is a first-to-market incentive for generic drug manufacturers that incentivizes the reverse engineer process to go as fast as possible and to ignore mistakes. Yeah, I'm amazed that you believe this. I'm amazed that you believe that seeing an active ingredient on the back of a box automatically tells you. Like, let let me look at this. I've got a quest bar. Right here? A quest bar, right here. Right? So I can look at the ingredients list. Let's see. Protein blend. Well, how much protein blend? How much of this quest bar is a protein blend? Well, in order to figure that out, I would need to reverse engineer it. And see, oh alright, there's 21 grams of protein, therefore that would, you know, add up to about X amount of grams of a protein blend. And then you distribute that in this way. Reading an ingredients list does not tell you how to manufacture the product. There is less than 2% of the following. Cocoa butter. All I know is that there's less than 2% of cocoa butter in this quest bar. I guess I can just go make a quest bar now. Because I read the ingredients list. I'm amazed that you people actually exist. I really am. I really am. It really is the astounding, like the idea that Epic Math Time, I'm sure they left, they're not here to listen to this, but the idea that they say, I'm amazed that you believe this. And they just said, oh yeah, you just look at the ingredient. You just look at the ingredient. It's that simple. You just look at the ingredient, right? Just look at it. Like I wonder what the ingredient list is for my cell phone. Well, I know it's got some gold, it's got some metal and some plastic. So if I just took gold, metal, and plastic and threw it in a ball, and just like, you know, like swooshed it around a little bit, would a phone come out? Well I looked at the ingredient list. These people are, like, I'm sorry man. That's some dumbass shit. That's some dumbass shit coming from the chat room. That is some dumbass shit, and I'm sorry about that, but Jesus Christ. Um. Jeez, I'm sorry. I'm like, I like. I wish they were still there for that. I wish they were still there for that, but Jesus. Hopefully y'all are here to understand how dumb they are. Because honestly, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, dullards will just come in and post some stupid fanfiction conspiracy theories. And it's just, just like that. I dismantle them. Like, it's just like the idea... So, oh, I read the ingredients list. I just like... I can't get over how stupid that is. I read the ingredients list. Therefore, I can manufacture this. It's just... It's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. How dumb a human being can be to write that. They just read the ingredient list. It says it on the back of the box. Anyone can make a quest bar. They got the ingredients on the back of the wrapper. Just take all that shit, throw it in a bowl... And you got a quest bar all of a sudden. There's totally not like, you know, a specific formula. I love it, epic math time. I'm glad you were at least there to listen to yourself be exposed. I know you're not going to change your opinion now. People never like people on the right, they never do that. They will never admit defeat in real time. But I hope that next time the subject comes up, you don't embarrass yourself publicly. I really do. I really do hope so. Just read the ingredients on the back of the box. Here I got some ingredients list on a drug right here. Alright, drug facts. Active ingredient. Okay. Got five milligrams of an active ingredient. But what else is in here? Doesn't say. It says that there's some inactive ingredients, but uh, doesn't say how much. There's DNC yellow number 10 aluminum lake in this drug? How much of that is in here? I don't know. All I know is one of the ideas of inactive ingredients is that they're there to tampen down and to limit the effects and the distribution of active ingredients so that things aren't all metabolized at once. But I can just read the inactive ingredients and I automatically know. I automatically know. There's gelatin in here. How much gelatin? I don't know. But I read the back of the box. Carnuba wax. Carnuba wax is in here. How much carnuba wax? I don't know. Fucking idiot.
0: I'm
1: sorry. But you coming back and giving your little second follow up. Just buried yourself deeper. Just buried yourself fucking way deeper, you dumb piece of shit dullard. Like, because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to post that in the 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 clip that I'm going to upload. So not only, like, because not that many people will watch the full VOD. They'll watch, like, the clips, maybe, of the things that they're interested in. So they're, like, it's going to be... Like I'm going to put that into the the clip of me talking about Purdue cuz that's how dumb you are. I'm building in the conspiracy theory debunk into my video now thanks to your stupidity. So I appreciate that. Epic Math Time. I appreciate that. But yeah, look at the back of the box. Bet you didn't think I had a little medication on my desk, right? Bet you didn't think that. I've also got supplements. What's in here? Other ingredients. Dicalcium phosphate, cellulose, cross-carmulose, silica. how much is in there that goes in to this tablet, right? I don't know. Just read the back of the box. Just read the back of the box. God, this guy's dumb. Why do you keep saying ingredient list, the active compound so stupid. You know nothing about chemistry. I'm done. I'm done. You're dumb. Anyway, I want to get on to my last story and then end the stream. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm sorry. I have to respond to the dollar tree. In chemistry, if you just took the active ingredient, there might be a chemical reaction that hurts you. It might not work as effectively or efficiently. The other ingredients are there. To prevent negative chemical reactions, like Bob said, inactive ingredients still affect your blood chemistry. Some can interfere with other medications. Exactly. So there's also a lot of inactive ingredients that are there to curb the distribution. So like if something is, you know, digesting and it has inactive ingredients that slow down the digestion rate so that the medication can be released into your bloodstream at a certain rate as to prevent, you know, overdose or buildup. Epic math time. My point is that because of patents, they have to reverse engineer the ingredients. And sometimes they get the process wrong. And as a result, the medication can be weaker. How? Why is it? Oh, it just says on the back of the box, five milligrams of whatever. Okay. How come a generic drug can be weaker then? How? Because of the reverse engineer process, you stupid fucking idiot. I've already debunked you. You already look like a fucking clown. Shut the fuck up. You're not intelligent. You're not funny. You're not profound. You're not speaking truth to power. You're not adorable. You're not smart. You're not edgy. You're not clever. You're a fucking dullard. Shut the fuck up. Just look it up, dude. Jesus fucking Christ. Usually new viewers aren't this dumb on the onset. This is an incredible display of stupidity. I know nothing about chemistry, but I'm going to tell you how chemistry works to defend corporate structures of the United States. Like, what? What? Why are you defending the corporate structure of drug patents? Like, think about that. What are you doing? Are you being paid by Purdue or some other pharmaceutical company to go out there and defend them in YouTube streams with 15 viewers? That's your... Like, what? It's embarrassing. Speaking of embarrassing, a little fun story here. I don't know about fun, but... A man in Maryland was arrested, my former home state of Maryland, was arrested and charged with threatening to kidnap and kill Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Isn't that interesting? I love this picture, by the way. Um, so let's read. This is coming out of the New York Times. A man in Maryland has been arrested on charges that he threatened to kidnap and kill Joseph R. Biden Jr., the also known as Joseph Robinette Biden II, the Democratic presidential nominee and his running mate, Senator Kamala Harris. Law enforcement officials said on Wednesday, a criminal complaint filed by the Secret Service on Wednesday did not describe any steps taken by the man, identified as James Dale, Reed. I love the, the three name, to carry out the alleged arrest. It said that on October 4th, Mr. Reed approached a house in his hometown, Frederick, Maryland, northwest of Washington, I've been there before, that had a Biden-Harris campaign signs in the front yard and left a handwritten note that contained graphic threats against the candidates and their supporters. The resident's video doorbell had captured an image of the man who left the note, not wearing a mask, of course, you know, not to cover up their identity or anything. We are the ones that, with these scary guns, we are the ones your children have nightmares about. What a fucking... The note read, in part, Mr. Reed 42 was arrested last Friday and is being held without bond in Frederick County, Maryland. According to court records, a spokeswoman for the Maryland Office of Public Defender, which is representing Mr. Reed, declined to comment. He provided a palm print and handwriting sample and acknowledged having written the letter according to the complaint. He is charged with the federal offense of threatening a major candidate which carries a penalty of up to five years in prison and two violations of state law threatening mass violence and voter intimidation. The complaint said that Mr. Reed was known to law enforcement for making a a complaint against a person under Secret Service protection in 2014. I love the idea of like the pro-cop Like, Blue Lives Matter people, like, threatening to kill cops because they're protecting politicians they don't like. I love that kind of, like, Easter egg there. Um, But, yeah. Certainly very interesting. This guy apparently had guns. So, really makes you think. All uh, All the people with guns tend to be dullards. So, maybe we should balance out that statistic a little bit. Um... But, uh, you know, that's how that goes. That's how that goes. Um, right-wing violence is a big problem. Voter intimidation is a big problem. You're seeing this all over the country. You have Donald Trump at the first debate. And the second debate's tonight, by the way. But Donald Trump at the first debate telling a, uh, you know, a group, a hate group that is very violent and has been on the record, many people associated with that group have been sent to jail, Right? Just telling them to stand back and stand by and go to the polls. Go watch the polling places. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I would say we're heading for at least a little bit of a disastrous period here in the next couple of months. And I'm definitely looking forward to it from a news commentary perspective, you know, as cynically as that is. But I'm not looking forward to it on every other perspective because that's just, it's just, it's scary. It's fucking scary, let me tell you. Um having been the victim of right wing violence, having been the victim of death threats, I get death threats on a daily basis, right? This kind of stuff is scary and it should be taken seriously. Um, and uh, the idea that like you just go to, like harassing random people because they have a Biden's lawn sign, it's like, what? like the idea that that's how you strike, right? Like you've got these nefarious plots, and that's how you strike walking up to someone's like door. In posting like a sticky note on their door threatening to kill them that's that's how you like you, they're just so dumb that's the that's the silver lining of this is that they're just fucking dumb as hell like they're all just stupid fuckers but some of them aren't and that's why it's scary so uh be careful if you go outside be careful please for the love of God um but yeah that's my show for today. Uh The thing with generic drugs, Jesus Christ, what's, what's so hard to understand about this, when the patent runs out, right? Are you then? Are you then going to spend all that time figuring out the drug? No, When the patent runs out, there is a first to market incentive in a capitalist system. They reverse engineer these pills and then, as soon as possibly, release them to the public so when the patent expires they want to have them ready to be sent to the printing press i don't know why this is so difficult for you people to understand it's not that difficult to understand it really is not it re- like If, like, if the deadline, right, okay, let's say college applications for a big college start on October 13th. Are you going to write your application on October 13th? Hell no. Hell no. You're going to spend six months before October 13th thinking about and planning your fucking application. Just because applications start on October 13th doesn't mean that people start writing their applications on October 13th. Come on, dude. Come on. Like, it, maybe this stuff just is less basic than I think. Maybe I'm just in a little bit of a bubble where I think, like, I don't need to explain these basic systems of capitalism. But maybe I do. Maybe I do need to explain basic systems of capitalism. I don't know. Right-wingers typically don't understand capitalism, so maybe I should try to bake more of that in there. But I don't know. I just have like an innate respect for people that uh, they they violate on a daily basis, it seems. <laughs> but what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? Um, but anyway, that's today's show. Hello, Avro underscore. Who should I vote for the mayonnaise man on my city of this, for this year? You should vote for uh, whoever is the most attractive, I would say. I'm not talking about you, Skeletino. I'm talking about Epic Math Time. You're good, bud. We're, you're good. Just the idea that someone would come into the stream and die on the hill of something they don't understand, I find to be shocking. I find it to be shocking. Um, but yeah, so, thank you for watching today's episode of Above It All. Um, we'll see. Tonight's the debate, and, uh, you can bet your sweet bippy I will be there. So, uh, thank you for watching. Y'all have a great one. I'll see you again very, very soon.
0: The American Dream versus a Socialist hell hall. The American Dream versus a Socialist hell hall. The American Dream versus a Socialist Hell-Hall. Uh, not good, believe me, not good. after his alleged meeting with the Burmesea executives, so this Burmesea, Burmesea, they say, pronounce it Burmesea, a real beautiful company. You
1: know, the truth of the matter is, is that when you look at some of my policies,
0: in a lot of ways, Richard Nixon was more, more liberal than I was. You know, the truth of the matter is, is that when you look at some of my policies, um, in a lot of ways, Richard Nixon was more, more liberal than I was. Isn't it wonderful to allow protesting now? That was a, an opinion of somebody, but, and that was a retweet. I'll put it out there, people can decide for themselves, You're I don't the take president. a position. Like some- Antifa exists. I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask, he could be speaking 200 feet away from me and he shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. people, liberal people, you are dying. That's true, and you have it is what it is. They are dying. That's true, and you have it is what it is. Well, it was an amazing phone call. I made Forty Wall Street actually was the second tallest building in downtown Manhattan, and, and it was actually before the World Trade Center was the tallest. And then when they built the World Trade Center, it became known as the second tallest, and now it's the tallest. And I just spoke to my people.